next on the 5 o'clock report. Protecting the rights of same-sex married couples. A number of problems with this bill. The transgender issues. The product will not be going to market. Scores! The U.S. takes the lead! Now, let's go to the newsroom. Changing the face of American marriage. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Some might call them the dirty dozen. Twelve Republican senators who've chosen to side with liberal Democrats in providing the votes needed for Senate passage of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, a move expected before the day is out. New York Democrat Chuck Schumer ready for a victory lap. A decade ago, it would have strained all of our imaginations to envision both sides talking about protecting the rights of same-sex married couples. But most conservatives strongly disagree with what they view as a disrespect for traditional marriage. Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn Thompson weighs in. They claim that they've addressed the First Amendment issue, which is one of a number of problems with this bill, protecting religious rights. It's going to be interesting to watch in the U.S. Senate. Conservative commentator John Stone Street says the bill falls far short of needed protections for those defending traditional marriage. Don't be fooled. There are would only protect clergy, not businesses, not nonprofit organizations, or others whose viewpoint on marriage being between a man and a woman will be left unprotected. Attorney Matt Staver with Liberty Council says the bill opens the door to further consequences on gender-related controversies. The transgender issues, boys and girls restrooms, sports, athletics, and other kinds of situations with regards to puberty blockers, hormones, surgery, But what this bill would do is essentially say that gender is irrelevant. Also on Capitol Hill today, leaders working to stop a potential rail strike as soon as possible. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says lawmakers will have a bill on the floor as soon as tomorrow morning to do just that. The bill would include an agreement negotiated between labor unions and the railroads overseen by the Biden administration. House Speaker Pelosi says a rail strike must be averted. Water will not be safe. Product will not be going to market. We could lose 750,000 jobs, some of them union jobs. Mark Zandi is the chief economist at Moody Analytics. Over one-fourth of all of the goods are transported by uh, rail. That'll add to shortages and threaten to uh, make worse uh, the inflationary uh, problems that we're now facing. Tony Cardwell heads up one of the unions contemplating a strike. He says the railroads have been biding their time expecting Congress to step in. The carriers fully understood the whole time that likely some form of imposition would happen. The agreement would be imposed on us. And so they didn't bargain in good faith to the sense that they were fearing a strike. It's unfortunate that government bureaucrats are giving them cover. Cardwell says the railroads can afford some concessions awash in record profits. USA, baby, America, let's go, let's go. USA soccer fans keeping the faith in Cutter and that faith rewarded today. Des is stuck in behind Des in the middle, Pulisic scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead. The call on Fox, Hershey, Pennsylvania's Christian Pulisic scoring a goal in the first half to lead Team S. Team USA to a 1-0 win over Iran, allowing Americans to advance in the World Cup tourney. The U.S. relied on stout defense, not allowing a shot on goal until the 83rd minute of the match, then weathering a whopping nine minutes of extra time at the end. Back in the States, the... U.S. Supreme Court hearing arguments over the Biden administration's immigration policy, which directs agents to only target certain illegal immigrants. Solicitor General Elizabeth Berloger says the feds don't have the manpower to go after every single person breaking the rules. The state of Texas is suing. Immigration, a topic of discussion today between President Biden and congressional leaders, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. On one overhang of a freeway, 70,000 people have come across in the last seven weeks. 
we would send people back to the country that they came from, the border agents would tell you they stopped coming. McCarthy vowing big changes to U.S. policy on illegal immigration once Republicans take control of the House in January. The world's largest active volcano still erupting. Mauna Loa on Hawaii's Big Island started erupting late Sunday. So far, no major impact on residents, but this expert concedes they're not exactly sure what Mauna Loa is capable of doing. We don't want to try and second-guess the volcano. We have to let it actually show us what it's going to do, and then we inform people of what is happening ASAP. An eruption of a different sort in China. Universities have sent students home fearing a furthering of growing protest against the communist government's COVID lockdown policies. U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says it's a wait-and-see situation for the Biden administration. We continue to stand up and support the right of peaceful protest. Um, and I think we're going to watch this closely and, and we'll see where things go. Millions of Chinese citizens have been locked in their homes for weeks, even months at a time. The U.S. putting $53 million to help Ukraine's electrical system. The U.S. State Department says the funding is intended to help Ukrainians persevere through the winter, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Russia has turned parts of the Black Sea into a war zone. We've seen missiles from warships coming into Ukrainian cities and towns. NATO's civilian chief, John Soltenberg. We all have seen these pictures uh, taken from satellites where you see Europe in light and then you see Ukraine dark. And that reflects the enormous consequences. So there's a huge task to rebuild all of this. The U.S. has been joined by European officials in condemning Russia's incessant strikes against Ukrainian civilians and infrastructure. Back in the state, severe weather, a big issue for millions in the Mid-South right now. The area that is under the threat for severe thunderstorms producing long-track tornadoes today includes eastern sections of Texas, as well as the lower Mississippi River Valley. It goes right on through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, extends on up into Tennessee and Arkansas. Meteorologist Craig Allen. New research suggests you might want to put that salt shaker back down. Researchers from Tulane University found people who never or rarely put salt on meals had a 23% lower risk of cardiovascular disease than those who always did. Even people who said they usually or only sometimes cut back showed a reduced risk. CBS's Vicki Barker. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a report card for Pennsylvania schools, a wise grocery store chain recall, and a very happy ending for a baby girl in western New York. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. For tonight, mainly cloudy, increasingly windy. We'll have some rain and even a few rumbles of thunder overnight, reaching western New York and western Pennsylvania. Temperatures after dropping the seedling will rise overnight, at least into the 40s, into the 50s tomorrow. Windy, with rain in the morning tapering as snow in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania. Temperatures start in the 40s and 50s and drop, with winds late tonight and tomorrow gusting in some cases to 50 miles an hour. All right, thank you, Kevin. We'll check back with you in a bit. Right now, we check the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Well, the grades are out for Pennsylvania schools. Family Life's Tracy Lynn takes a look at the numbers. Yeah, Mark, the PA Department of Education has released results on the last full school year when it comes to PSSAs, Keystone exams, and the PA Alternate System of Assessments. You can see results for your local school at futurereadypa.org. More than half of test takers were proficient or advanced in English and science, and nearly 36% of 3rd through 11th graders were proficient or advanced in math. Acting Secretary of State Eric Haggerty says the Commonwealth is not yet seeing test results at pre-pandemic levels, but students are improving. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thanks, Tracy. The superintendent of Philly schools held his weekly cabinet meeting at Overbrook High just days after four teens were shot at the school. About 30 parents, community members, and elected officials turned out as well to show students that adults 
adults cared about their safety. Five days after someone opened fire a block from school, district spokeswoman Monique Braxton says school leaders were preparing for the students' return. Over the weekend, the principal was meeting with her staff and also members of the crisis response team to be ready to assist in whatever way possible. Three of the four students who were shot are out of the hospital, Braxton said. Police have made no arrests and haven't talked publicly about a possible motive. Correspondent Mike DiNardo, students return to the school Monday. The results of November 8th's election will have to wait a little longer to be revealed. Two of the five election officials who are Republicans voted to not certify the results in Luzerne County yesterday. Two Democrat officials did. The deciding vote chose to abstain from voting. Daniel Schramm expected to vote to certify those results tomorrow. A Pennsylvania state senator is resigning, but he intends to continue hanging out at the Capitol. Mark Senator John Gordner announced he will vacate his 27th district seat to become legal counsel to the state Senate pro tem. The 60-year-old Republican from Berwick in Columbia County is a 30-year veteran in Harrisburg. He recently said he planned to serve two more years until the end of his current term than retire, but Gordner said he decided to accept what he calls a unique opportunity in Kim Ward's office. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Thanks, Greg. It's deer hunting season in Pennsylvania, two weeks worth for 600,000 licensed hunters. Travis Law of the State Game Commission says many of them had a good opening weekend, but it's too early to know the full results. Hunters who are successful are required by law to report their harvest within 10 days. So even those who filled their tags this uh, past weekend are still within the window w- within which they can report. And of course, there is another way many Pennsylvanians get a deer with their cars. It happens about 5,700 times a year. Corporal Brett Miller of the Pennsylvania State Police says you should be especially attentive during deer mating season. Deer like to travel in groups, so where there is one, there will likely be others right behind it. Remember to use high beams when you're able to, as light reflects off their eyes and can help reveal their location. If you do hit a deer with your car, Pennsylvania law requires you to notify law enforcement only if someone is injured, a road is blocked, or the vehicle needs to be towed. U.S. FDA recalling a store brand of Wise Markets ice cream. The federal agency says the voluntary recall covers 48-ounce containers of Wise Sea Salt Caramel Ripple or Caramel Caribou flavor. The product could potentially contain undeclared soy and coconut allergens. To New York State now, a former Geneseo New York police officer is accused of misconduct while on the job. 29-year-old Christopher O'Rourke faces four years behind bars of convicted. Authorities say he coerced a woman into an unlawful act and threatened to take her to jail if she didn't comply. Livingston County DA Greg McCaffrey. While there may be a strong misconception that police may be above the law or are willing to look the other way when one of their own may have engaged in criminal conduct, I can tell you that nothing is farther from the truth. No one, absolutely no one, is above the law. O'Rourke also had stints working as a cop in the villages of Mount Morris and Watkins Glen. He's been barred from ever working again in New York State law enforcement. It's going to get colder sooner or later, and New Yorkers know they can expect electric bills to go up when it does. Family Life's Jeremy Miller. Yeah, that's right. Inflation and ongoing supply problems are keeping costs significantly higher. The price of fuel and natural gas directly impact the cost of those price increases between 30 and 40 percent and are expected to last right through the spring. Utility companies are bracing themselves for more consumers struggling to pay their bills. Demand is increasing as buildings and vehicles shift to electricity, and some utilities have started upgrades to prepare for a higher reliance on electric energy. 
Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. A Western New York family is complete just in time for the holidays. A foster home, now a forever home for one very special baby girl. Because she's been with us so long, it's like she's always been part of the family. That's Allison Ernst. And on Monday afternoon at the Erie County Courthouse, she adopted her two-year-old daughter, Melody, a little girl she's been a foster parent to since birth. I would say it's just that she's the missing piece that we kind of really didn't know we needed. Ernst's advice to anyone looking to adopt? Take the chance. You never know. You never know when something that's supposed to be temporary will be forever. Today in America, there are nearly 400,000 children in foster care looking for their forever homes. November is National Adoption Awareness Month. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. It was a mixed session for stocks today. China's zero-COVID policy remaining front and center. Investors are still concerned, but there were also comments from Chinese officials pointing to a potential easing of restrictions. Those concerns weighed on Apple once again as their stock lost another 2%. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell will be speaking tomorrow, and markets will be watching his statements closely. Oil stocks receiving a boost from discussions of OPEC potentially cutting production further, while today closing at $78 a barrel. The Dow turned positive at the close, climbing three points, while the S&P 500 lost six, and the Nasdaq dropped 65. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you very much, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. A custodial account is a great way to give your kids or grandkids a financial jumpstart in life. Hi, I'm Rob West with a Money Wise Minute. A custodial account for saving or investing is set up in a minor child's name where you are the custodian and they provide a tax benefit. Once assets go into the account, they're no longer counted against you for tax purposes. They do have certain drawbacks. Once your funds go into the child's account, the child legally owns them, and only the child can withdraw funds from the account upon reaching the age of majority. And at that age, the child can use the funds however he or she wants, which could be a problem if they're not ready for the responsibility. Still, a custodial account is an option worth considering. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free MoneyWise app. You'll find it on our website at moneywise.org. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report yesterday, we brought you the world's oldest dog today, the world's oldest cat. I don't know if I can stand the excitement. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. A potent storm system north of Minnesota and a trailing cold front will combine to produce some changeable weather here over the next couple of days. Forecast details for tonight mainly cloudy, increasingly windy. We'll have some rain and even a few rumbles of thunder overnight, reaching western New York and western Pennsylvania. Temperatures after dropping this evening will rise overnight, at least into the 40s, into the 50s tomorrow. Windy, with rain in the morning tapering as snow in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania. Temperatures start in the 40s and 50s and drop, with winds late tonight and tomorrow gusting in some cases to 50 miles an hour. Mm, fun. Thanks, Kevin. All right, finally at 5. Meow, 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 Yesterday it was meow, Gino, the 22-year-old California mutt, claiming the title of world's oldest dog. Today, we give you the world's oldest living cat. It's a British feline named Flossie, just weeks shy of 27. Flossie was adopted as a stray and keeps outliving her owners, two of them so far. Current owner Vicki Green says the elderly Flossie is a bit high maintenance at times, but well worth the effort. I feel like I'm not sharing my home with the oldest cat. I feel like this is her home and I'm encroaching on her space. <laughs> but no, I 
I really enjoy it. She's a very nice roommate. I adopted her on the sort of basis that this is her retirement home and she gets whatever she wants. I want to sort of, you know, make her last year's the best that she's had. You just want to make sure she's having a good life. I'd say she is. Green says all cats really want is a cuddle and somewhere warm to sleep. Don't we all? That's the world we live in for Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.